0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Preventing Decline podcast. Today, we're very lucky because we have with us not only a doctor of audiology, Nashley Brogan, who is so well-known for her work in pushing forward not only the medical treatment of hearing loss, but also what it's like to live with hearing loss, and that's actually why we have Nashley Brogan here today right we're going to we're going to put aside all of her credentials and all of her education and everything she knows about treating hearing loss and i want to dive in today with you Nashley, on living with hearing loss but welcome to the podcast and thank you for being here
1: thank you Dr. Daryl for having me i'm really excited to share my experience it's something that i don't talk about a lot and something that i'm learning to talk about more is what i went through over the years
0: well, I think so so you said something that I've seen a lot in my patients, but I don't think I ever really put my finger on it, right? You you put a post out there in social media world which went viral about loved ones, family, friends, your community almost denying your hearing loss, right? It was this message of people sort of saying it's not that bad. Right, And I I remember I've seen patients where the family's like, oh, it's not that bad. He can deal with it. But I never really sort of connected with it until I read your post about that. And I would love for you to elaborate that on here today because people who are listening to this, I'm confident they've been through that too, where family, friends, loved ones almost deny the fact that you have a hearing loss, that it's that bad. Or, hey, you have hearing aids. Why can't you hear me?
1: That's exactly. But, and I I mean, I look back over the years. So when my earlier years before I became an audiologist, and I was wearing hearing aids, when I was 19, 20, 21, 22, I, I received my first pair of hearing aids, my treatment when I was 18. And that was when I first would come into people, younger people, and they would say to me, you know, is your hearing aid not working? Do you really have a hearing loss? Are you trying hard enough? Can't you get a better hearing aid? But then what was interesting is then I ran into into from professionals to my other audiologists when I was training in audiology school is that they didn't really understand what I was going through. And that's why I said, you know, stand in my shoes, because I was thinking people just don't have any perception of what it is like to live with the hearing loss. Like, would you go up to a blind person and say, hey, like, can't you do something about your vision? Like, are you are you trying hard enough with your vision? But we are. What it is, and I mean, it's always with the training, is that we we go to sleep every night. We close our eyes. We walk in a dark room, so we know what it's like to feel to have no eyesight. We can hurt our foot. I, I've sprained my foot before in your cast or boot. We can know what it's like not to be able to walk or move, or if you if you hurt your back. But how do you give a person who has normal hearing the experience of not hearing anything? Right, because you've always said our hearing never stops. We hear when we sleep, we hear twenty four seven, and we actually have no ability to stop our hearing. So it makes sense, I guess, that people don't understand it. But the fact that they're willing to say it to a person who has it, like you're you're wearing hearing aids, and they can look at you and say, "Can't you just get a better pair? Like, can't you? Did you just not pay attention?" And it's interesting because it's like we're not robots; like we just can't be always staring at someone's lip and lip reading and going like this and full of energy. When you have a hearing loss, you're tired, you're exhausted, you suffer from auditory fatigue and and you're going through your day and you're living with both your eyes and your ears and I just don't think people with normal hearing realize that. So they really deny the experience. They deny the level of hearing loss. Um, I doesn't I don't think it matters if it goes from mild to severe or not. The same thing I've seen patients with their spouses and their family saying she's not trying hard enough, she can't do well enough, but they just don't know what it feels like. They just don't know what it feels like to go to have hearing loss or to experience hearing treatment. I mean, both are two different processes that we have to adjust to when we have a hearing loss.
0: So I hope you don't mind me asking this and that this isn't a curveball. Okay. How does that make you feel? How what was that like for you? Like I want to understand because I have normal hearing. I would never even pretend to know what that's like. Even if I, you know, I can't tell people, "Hey, it's not that bad. I know somebody with hearing loss." Like so help me understand the emotions behind um, wh- behind that when somebody says something like that to you
1: it's almost like a violation so when i was younger i had i remember in my 20s i had a very close friend to me say you know oh so you're deaf and and it it, it was like first you're labeling me now you're putting me down i was angry and frustrated so, it, and and for me, there was people who I cut out of my life because of that. So people who were rude to me about my hearing, they got chopped out of my life, right? Because I, it it just hurt. It hurt. Like it was just pure violation hurt. Cause it's like, I can't do anything about my hearing loss. Like I am who I am, but you're saying, you're questioning me. You're questioning who I am. So for any, I mean, even to the point when I was younger, and it, it sounds horrible what I'm going to say, but people like when I first got hearing aids and people would try to sign to me, And they'd be signing to me. I was living in Europe at the time in France for a year. And I was like, I said, oh, I said, I'm sorry. I don't know sign language. But then that would be a whole other explanation. So it was almost like when you have a hearing loss, nobody understands who you are because they don't know how much hearing loss you have. Like At least with vision, we know someone who's blind versus someone who's wearing eyeglasses or someone who has difficulty reading. But with hearing, do do you know the difference of experience of a mild user to a moderate to someone who has more severe hearing loss? Like how do you so people just don't know so it's a very uh, it's like you're violated and it's, it's frustrating anger sadness um you know just all the emotions you can imagine depending on the circumstance
0: how do you come back from that how do you deal with that right how do you i would imagine more than once you thought i'm just going to crawl in the corner and not deal with this right so how um, do you? how do you come back from that how do you come out of that shell
1: Through time, it's surrounding yourself with people who understand you and get you. So that's why a lot of the videos I post on Instagram and social media, like going to get my hair done, I'll say, find a hairstylist who has empathy. And usually you can tell those people, you can tell the people who just have a sensitivity chip and then over the years, I surrounded myself with friends who understood me and they were willing to help me and they, they could sense when I needed help. So I noticed that my network became more people who I would call very f- kind people who understood me versus people who would just like either shoot me down or cut me off. I mean, Even later on in my university years, I remember hearing um, in the university, one of um, the professors saying Ashley can't do anything for herself. And it was just because we were working in the labs and setting stuff up. But I didn't have the hearing that the other students had to do what they did in those types, that type of environment. So, you know, so I I started as life went on, I started identifying people who were, they just didn't get it. And I tended to stay away from those people.
0: So how do we help, right? Let's assume people have had this and sometimes it's the closest people who have said it to them perhaps a a spouse or a sibling or a child, what's your advice in dealing with those situations? Because I know people want to know what to say back because you could clearly go, right, argumentative. You could turn it into a fight. You could crawl into a corner, but where's the middle ground on how to educate people that are around you?
1: Um, I I think the first place is, is because every person is different. So that's what you, I believe that every person comes with different coping skills with their hearing loss. And so each person needs to work on their boundaries and how they deal with their boundaries being crossed. Cause that's the word I've coined as an audiologist is that it's boundaries. I think it's that it's no different than boundaries in your life regarding everything else. Some people have no boundaries and other people do. So it really doesn't come down to empathy. It actually comes down to boundaries. So if someone crosses that boundary, learning to say, so if if someone crosses that boundary for me now... I can sense it. And instead of me reacting or cutting down my life, I'll just say, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with that. Or I'll explain to them what my hearing loss is and what I can't hear. So if a person is suffering from it, it's to learn where their boundary is and just to be aware of it. And then to have a few phrases that they're comfortable saying back. So for me, I'm at the point in my journey, it's 30 years in that I can say to a person, I'm sorry, I have a hearing loss. I can't do anything about that. And I can say that to them and I can tell them what I need them to do to help me, but it took me 30 years to get there. Right. And I can sense that boundary. So they have to learn, each person has to learn what their cutoff point is and then what they're going to say back the phrase, like, I'm sorry that. I'm not hearing well, but I'm I'm trying to pay attention. But I do have a hearing loss. So a lot of times is once you mention your hearing loss, people snap out of it. But it's really hard for the person with the hearing loss to do that at the time because they're so, like you said, emotions are overcoming them. So they have to learn almost be mindful of that experience.
0: So are there are there groups out there? How can somebody who's listening to this, whose whose family is is not understanding? I mean, I I love the advice. I think that. Your ability to say to somebody, hey, look, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm trying my best, right? And hopefully they will change. I mean, there is the serenity prayer. There's only so much we can change. And for the people we can't change, perhaps cutting them out is where it has to go.
1: But or or say, all- I'm tired. I'm tired. Like I'm. I'm sorry. I'm, I've had a long day and I'm tired. And when I'm tired, I don't hear as well. Because we know with auditory fatigue. For example, when you say an example is I would teach the family. You know, when you get in the car at the end of the day and you drive home from work, but then you get in the car the next morning and you're always jump because the radio is so loud. That's because as you work during the day, your brain was working hard, and then when you get in after work, you usually crank it up because your brain needs a louder sound in order to hear. It's the same thing with hearing loss. If they've been working for the day or they haven't had sleep their their brain is more tired so teaching teaching people to explain that you know I'm just tired and when I'm tired it's harder for me to hear a lot of people will actually understand that and using the car comparison which is kind of cheesy but it works
0: well i think i like the car comparison but i also like i i i've had my vision tested i've got good vision but there are times at the end of a very long day if i'm laying in bed trying to read i'm just like i i can't do it right there's a blur there like there truly is and i don't think we understand and appreciate it as a society that taxing your brain right your brain needs that rest and and with hearing loss again i don't have hearing loss but i can tell you 99 out of 100 patients will comment they're exhausted at the end of the day way more tired than i might be if 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 you and i did the same things you may tend to be more tired because you actually have to put in effort to listen. Yes.
1: And you're using your eyes and your ears like way more than they're probably naturally meant to be used. So you're just constantly using that effort. So explaining that too, when someone crosses the boundary and then they understand it. If you want to be educating people about the reason more than cutting them out.
0: Now, is there a place for people to go, right? In in today's day and age, social media, for, for all of its cons, has some pros, which is, a sense of community, right? Because a lot of people with hearing loss will say, I don't know many other people like me. I don't know many other people who are dealing with this. And so that's a great pro to the internet, to social media. So is there a place for people to go? And I know that you've been working hard on trying to build a community for this.
1: So, yes, I am going to be with my Facebook group, Living with the Hearing Loss. These are topics that I will be talking about and posting articles and videos about within my community is about how to work with having boundaries with your spouse or boundaries with your children, with people you work with, how strategies and tips in terms of how to live with the hearing loss successfully. So they'll be my strategies, both as a professional that I've seen with patients myself and then obviously that I've experienced. Because um, And I think it's a unique perspective, because as a professional, the one thing I learned as my years as an audiologist sitting over thousands of people with hearing aids in the last 20 years, is that everybody has a different coping skill, and everybody has a different experience. So just because that boundary worked for me, it doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. So that's kind of what I bring to the table was, I could. I was very aware of what my patients were experiencing and I experienced it myself. So when I'm teaching it or giving the information, I'm always thinking, well, they might have a different experience than me. So it has to be given to them in different ways. So that's where the Facebook group, the Living with the Hearing Loss group will be. It will, it will be a group that's just about education and living with the hearing loss. It'll be about tips and strategies with boundaries, identity, coping skills, what tools are out there, and even other groups that are great groups that differ a sense of community. But mine will be coming both my professional and personal experience combined.
0: Look, there's 1.5 billion people worldwide suffering with hearing loss. It is one of the least treated medical conditions. It's the most common sensory disorder on the planet. We need more of a community. We need a safe space for people to be able to go to share their experiences, to learn how to deal with and cope with their hearing loss and tinnitus. And I know I speak from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate that you're putting this out there because I I can't. That's not me. I can't put out a social media group talking about living with hearing loss. Right? I would be speaking out my butt if I tried to do it. <laughs> Somebody with your unique perspective, and really, that—that that is the word that was in my head. You took it before I said it. You have a unique perspective, not only as a medical professional, but as a person living with hearing loss, and you said it perfectly. Your experience is your experience. That doesn't mean you can equate it to other people. You don't have all the answers, but this is a great community for people to go to and learn about hearing loss, about treatment options, about what other people are dealing with, how to talk to family and I, loved ones. I, see it I love yeah, what
1: you I see, I see, I see, like, there's a lot, there's, there's groups out there, but then for me, as an audiologist, I'm seeing, I see there's, oh my, oh, they could have talked about X, Y, Z more. There's a lot more information out there and I see a lot more as a professional. So just to provide them the resources, people, and to direct them in the right direction, I think will be pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for all you do, right? We're all on this mission together because we know that hearing loss can significantly increase the risk of cognitive decline. So I I am so grateful that you came here today to talk about preventing decline and how to live with a hearing loss, how to understand how to talk to others about it and educate people before you fly off the handle, right, and get upset with people that there really is a way to help educate family and loved ones around you. So thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, it was exciting. It was a good yes. conversation.
0: Thank you and and I wish you the best of luck in this Facebook group and I encourage anybody listening to this, click on the link in the description, absolutely join this group. It's it's gonna be a great, safe place for you to go and learn about hearing